It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome in to tonight's postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. The Golden Knights route the Arizona Coyotes 6-1, to the final score here in Vegas, back in the win column with nine games left. Let's go downstairs and hear from Pete DeBoer as he addresses the media after tonight's game. It's down the stretch has to be important. Critical. You know, we, we haven't been able to be the four-line team that we want to be uh, because of the injury situation. And, you know, tonight's the first night in a long time where, you know, we had the bodies to be able to try and play that type of game. So, um, you know, we want to we wanna be that team. That's what we have to be. That's what wins in the playoffs. We'll go Ben, then Jesse. Ben. Bango, it's Las Vegas Street Journal. Brad McNabb, obviously, night, you know, normally known for getting on the score sheet, but a goal and two assists tonight. What's it like to yeah. see a guy like that get rewarded? Yeah, again, you know, I think as we get healthy, we get that four-line game going. Um, you know, we're not as reliant on individuals. Um, that that opens up. I mean, we've always had a, a defense, I think, that has contributed offensively, including the McNabs and White Clouds of the world. But uh, that, that sets up, you know, by being able to, to get four lines over the boards and, and get those guys some looks. They're not defending all the time. Um, you know, they get some of those offensive looks. So, uh, you know, I, I like our group of defensemen like that because every one of those guys can make a play. Go to Jesse. Hey, Jess. Jesse Granger with The Athletic. Uh, Stevenson and Pacioretty were on the ice against their third line when they scored that goal. Um, your your decision to place Pacioretty down there, how much of it is yeah. kind of easing him in the way you are with Martinez and how much of it is you, you like getting those guys on the ice yeah. maybe with good matchups? Oh, I think, I think a little bit of both. I think... Uh, you know, I didn't want to throw Patch out, uh, you know, and overplay him tonight. Uh, but I also think, you know, how we're going to be built is is those those are the kind of mismatches we want to be able to create. If you've got, uh, you know, Stevenson, Eichel, Carlson up the middle, you know, and then you know who, whoever ends up uh, as your fourth line center tonight. I thought Jake's line did a great job, but. You know, those are the mismatches that you're trying to create. It was easy tonight because Patch is just getting back in and we're easing him in. But as we go forward, you know, if that's Eichel or uh, or uh, Carlson, you know, that, that that's what you're looking for. Pete, thanks for your time. Thank you. That was head coach Pete DeBoer as he addressed the media after tonight's 6-1 win. And to help us break the win down, we bring in the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. And, you know, Dan, when you look at this one, uh, I I could not, and I can't really get over how professional athletes are able to turn the page. We were talking about it after the Vancouver game. How do you kind of flush this out of your system? How do you get back to the to the good details and the positive momentum you were building on a five-game win streak? And the Golden Knights go out there, and they do exactly that. It, it's astounding to me how these guys, day in and day out, can can really compartmentalize what needs to be done and, and go out there and, and have a great performance like they did tonight. Yeah, it's it's a great point, Ryan. And you think about the different ways that teams can bounce back versus teams that fall into a rut. And this group, the Golden Knights, has enjoyed so much success and uh, overcoming a great deal of adversity. So there's a belief there that when something doesn't go right, they've got the, uh, the group, the ability... Uh, the disposition to bounce back. And then there's the reality of time. The fact that this game was a few days after that 5-1 to one loss rather than the next day or even 
two days after the loss. I think that makes a difference. They had a day off. And then when they practiced yesterday, it was at T-Mobile Arena. We joked with Steve Spott before the game today on the pregame show that today's contest at T-Mobile Arena, uh, even though they hadn't played since Wednesday here at T-Mobile Arena, they, they had been here before. They practiced here. <laughs> Most folks might not think about this. The team does not practice at T-Mobile Arena, ever. A lot of teams in the National Hockey League will have some practices at their home arena. Morning skates are typically at the game arena. The Knights do not do that. And the reason why they had practice here yesterday was picture day. Yeah. And they haven't had picture day here in a couple of years. It's normally something that you do <laughs> down the stretch when you kind of know who is on the team and therefore who should be in the team picture. And because it's a team picture and not a full-on game, you know the guys who were injured were out there on the ice to take the picture. And, and the joke was this is the first time all year that all of these guys have been on the ice together. And uh, I wonder if, uh, just, you know, the practice here, that kind of lighthearted recognition, I wonder, plus the just the simple passing of time, a couple of days in between. I wonder if all of those things uh, factored into it. Then you've got the idea of Max Pacioretty and the boost that he provides and Vegas not overlooking Arizona. Uh, I, I'm not saying that they necessarily overlooked Vancouver, but uh, a team that is outside the playoff picture with two of its top players in Besser and Hughes unavailable. The Knights, you would have thought, would have been able to pull off another win in that game. But, you know, those are professional guys out there. And the Coyotes have a group of professionals, too. You've got veterans. We're looking at contracts for next year, maybe in Arizona, maybe elsewhere. Plus all the youngsters that are coming up from Tucson, the Tucson train, as we call it. And I, uh, I am not surprised that the Knights have uh, – performed today the way that they did but it also would not it had not surprised me that the way the coyotes pushed back in the second period in the uh, second half of the first period today yeah and you know the the second half of the first period is really where i want to highlight robin leonard because i, I think mm. when you when you look at the the momentum shifts that can happen in a game the golden knights going up quick to nothing and then needing some big time stops from robin leonard i thought his best saves his best work happened in that 12 or 13 minute span I'm getting Vegas to intermission with a lead. Yeah, there were some saves Robin made by his positioning, by anticipating the play that was coming, finding himself in the right spot to, I don't want to say make the save by accident, that's not what I mean, but he puts himself in the right spot, leaving so little space for an opponent to shoot. Uh, it's, it, you know, it's almost impossible to get the puck by. Robin talked about it a few days ago when he was speaking to the media about how he's pretty much the biggest goalie in the National Hockey League. Yeah. Not necessarily by height. You know, he mentioned Andre Vasilevsky, but goalies who get the biggest, and sometimes we use that phrase to describe a goaltender's play, he gets big. You know, sometimes it's an angle, sometimes it's the way you position your body. Leonard was big physically where he needed to. I think that while there are some things Robin would like to clean up, he admitted that uh, the short side and the wraparound, he's gotten stuck a couple of times. We did not see the Coyotes try that today, so Robin didn't really get stuck with that. But there were a few times where he was flopping about a little bit, and he, I'm sure he doesn't want to do that. But, uh, you know, that's what happens when you have missed time. He didn't play 12 games, and this is his second game back. And, uh, again, he had admitted this the other day, that there's going to be some things to sort out as he gets back in the groove but overall it was a start today he made 29 saves and you you mentioned it some of those were quite timely in the second half of the first period which was really the only stretch where the coyotes had a consistent threat of scoring 
we often get to talk about Braden McNabb's defense, and, and rightfully so. We, we saw it in his absence and then returning from injury, how much that solidified for the Vegas Golden Knights of late. But now we get to talk about Braden McNabb chipping in offensively, and, and it's nice because we don't often get to or, or we don't often highlight Braden McNabb as much as possible or as much as we should, really. But when you have a three-point game in the NHL, when you score a goal, when you have the type of performance you got tonight from Braden McNabb, you highlight him. Oh, my goodness, yeah. And you heard Pete talk about it a few moments ago when you've got the four lines and you've got players who can produce at different spots in the lineup, different players are going to contribute that um, you might not have penciled in. You know, the fact that Vegas got two defenseman goals today and they came from the least likely sources in White Cloud and McNabb, those are not the, the top goal-scoring players that you would imagine, but... You know, that's what happened. And, and the Knights have, uh, as I believe the number is now, 44 goals from defensemen. That, as Pete described, like you're going to get those players to chip in. And uh, it's just uh, the, the nature of how the Golden Knights play when they're at their best. Just wave after wave and uh, production from the blue line, whether it's recording assist, as McNabb did, but even the goal. I'm not surprised that, that uh, the Knights got points from defensemen today when they put up six and they get 39 shots on goal. But McNabb, you know, why not McNabb? You know, he's played 567 NHL games now. So the Golden Knights now two points back of the L.A. Kings into a tie with the Dallas Stars for the second wild card spot. Any final thoughts on a big two points tonight before going on the road for three? Hmm, final thoughts today. Let me just scan my notes here. Let's see. Well, you know, Pacioretty scores today and he does it on what we call the third line with Stevenson and Yan Mark and Pete DeBoer touched on this a few moments ago the Max comes back after missing 12 and finished the game looked healthy skated you know late in the game he was racing down the ice to negate an icing that that to me would be all encouraging that you, 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 got, you got Max to score a goal and um, it, it seems to have emerged from this one healthy now the next question is, can he continue that goal-scoring touch he had early in the season? Yeah. And I, I mentioned this a little while ago, that he had uh, 12 goals in his first 11 games, but then only three goals in the next 18. 12 goals in the first 11, three goals in the next 18. Again, a lot of that is broken up because of injury absences. But he scores today. Uh, and you wonder if that can be Max getting his touchback. Remember when he was injured previously, it was because uh, you know, he had a hand injury at one point. Uh, the shot might have been an issue. He said he's had multiple ailments, so who knows which ones are affecting him at any given time. But that would be the thing to have in mind for me, partly just because he's a great goal scorer and you want to have him healthy. But secondly, the Knights' power play has been dreadful. I mean, it's lost in the outcome today because the Knights scored six goals. Yeah. But, but they went 0 for 3, and uh, double-checking, they had only one, they made it, yeah, just one shot on three power plays, and they are now 0 for their last 15 in the span of six games. That's not going to work. The Knights are going to go up against some hot competition uh, in the final nine, and they're going to need some power play production, and you would hope, with Pacioretty being back, that he can bolster that power play. That would be my final thought. Great stuff, as always, Dan. Hey, uh, great job on the call tonight. Enjoy a couple of days off before you embark on another road trip, and we will chat with you on Tuesday. Ryan, I have one last thing because you reminded me tomorrow was supposed to be a game in San Jose. 
That Remember, is it was supposed to be a back-to-back -back in San Jose to start a four-game trip. That was the game that got moved up to February 20th, which the Knights won. So that day off that you mentioned was not originally part of the schedule, but boy, aren't we happy that that, <laughs> that, that adjustment to the schedule was made. And now I will say thank you and good night. <laughs> yeah, when you're 73 games in, you'll take any extra day <laughs> off. Uh, great job as always, Dan. Thank you. Thanks, Ryan. Bye-bye. That is the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva, helping us break down a 6-1 victory for the Vegas Golden Knights over the Arizona Coyotes. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance postgame show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Arizona Coyotes 6-1. Vegas 40-29 and 484 points on the year. Have put themselves just two points back of the LA Kings and into a tie with the Dallas Stars with the second wild card spot in the Western Conference. So... Golden Knights moving up. Now it's about scoreboard watching once again and continuing to go on a roll. Nine games remained in the season for the Vegas Golden Knights. You have to imagine they're going to need quite a few of those games to go their way in order to make the playoffs. Let's take a look at the highlights in this game. We go back to the first period, and coming into this one, I wondered, like everybody wondered, how the Golden Knights would kind of flush the disappointing result against the Vancouver Canucks and come out against an Arizona Coyotes team that, though not a playoff team, still has a lot of pride and is going to want to push back. Well, we didn't have to wonder too long because quickly the Golden Knights would get a lead as Zach Whitecloud opened the scoring with a wicked wrist shot. Marsh is so high slot. Marsh is so right to the circle. Whitecloud shoots. He scores! His best Jack Eichel finds the opening, top shelf, sharp angle for White Cloud. The Knights have a 1-0 lead. Seventh goal for White Cloud in his 50th game of the season. Seventh goal of the year for Zach Whitecloud. Assists go to Jonathan Marcheseau and William Carlson at 6.23 of the first period to make it 1-0 Vegas. 23 seconds later. Max Pacioretty would make it 2 to nothing in his return to the lineup. Pacioretty to the point for a McNabb drive. That misses the net. Goes into the far corner. Now another chance. Score! Stevenson finds Pacioretty. 2 nothing Vegas. Out of the right wing corner. Pacioretty is back on the ice and back on the board. His 16th goal. His 30th point in his 30th game of the season. Max Pacioretty from Chandler Stevenson and Braden McNabb at 6:40 of the first period made it two to nothing Vegas. We get to the well, we would get to the media timeout, and from that point forward, it was really all Arizona. The Golden Knights, for as well as they started the game through the first eight or nine minutes, Arizona pushed back and they pushed back hard. And just past the midway point of the period, the Coyotes would get on the board as Barrett Hayton finished off a two-on-one. Does go to center, and then Petrangelo gets turned around. It's a two-on-one. Feed to the right. They score. Petrangelo got turned around, and is Barrett Hayton. Scoring on the two-on-one, he wiped out as the lefty pulled the trigger, and it's a two-to-one Vegas lead. Barrett Hayton's eighth of the year from Michael Carcone and Phil Kessel at 10-17 of the first period made it two-to-one 
Vegas. And then shortly after that goal, Robin Leonard would make two massive AAA insurance saves of the game. Phil Kessel plays ahead. Left wing shot, club save by Leonard. Rebound shot, another save Leonard. Way out of his crease, side of the goal. Hayden gets decked, and the puck is covered by Leonard. AAA is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you outsmart life on the road and at home with 24-7 roadside assistance, car repair discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance. AAA outsmart life. So by virtue of those saves, the Golden Knights would go to the second period with a lead and looking to hit the reset button. That reset button got pressed just 38 seconds into the second period as Evgeny Dodonov would restore a two-goal lead. Stretch pass. Knights coming ahead. Left to right down the middle. A chance. It is into the goal. Dodonov busting right down the slot. Vamelka looked like he might have stopped it. He sprawled out, but the puck was in the net. And the Knights take a 3-1 to lead. Dodonov, his 18th of the year from Shea Theodore and Braden McNabb at 38 seconds of the second period, made it 3-1 to Vegas. And the strong rate of play would continue for Vegas through the second period and into the third period. The period would start 3-1, to one, and the Golden Knights would get a goal just five minutes in. Braden McNabb, a three-point night. On the left boards, McNabb, a point shot, they score! McNabb led her up from the left side. It's the first career three-point day for number three, Braden McNabb. A goal... Preceded by two assists, the Knights lead 4-1. to Braden McNabb's third of the year from Chandler Stevenson and Matthias Yanmark at 524. The third period made it 4-1 to Vegas. With just under eight minutes left in the game, Jake LeCision would net his second goal of the year to increase Vegas' lead. Right corner LeCision for the dot. He shoots, he scores! LeCision with Colasar parked in front. The Knights' fourth line joins the party. 5-1 Vegas, eight minutes to go. Jake LeCision's second goal in his 36th game of the season. Jake LeCision from Jonas Ronbjerg at 12.05 of the third period made it 5-1 Vegas. And late in the third period, Jack Eichel would get a breakaway, and it's a no-doubter. Dodonov going after Nick Schmaltz, strips it away. Sends it out to center, here's Eichel, all alone. Eichel left circle, the right, he shoots, scores! Michael, 11th goal of the season comes in his 400th NHL game. Four goals in four games for Jack Eichel. 6-1 Vegas. Jack Eichel, his 11th of the year from Evgeny Dodonov at 17:38 of the third period, made it 6-1 Vegas, and all that was left was the final call. Three seconds left across the line. Vegas clears it back out, and this one is in the books. A statement and bouncing back for the Knights. Golden Knights defeat the Coyotes 6-1 to and earn their 40th win of the season. Massive two points on the ledger tonight for the Vegas Golden Knights as they route the Arizona Coyotes 6-1. to The final score, Vegas 40-29-4, and 84 points on the year. A massive, massive bounce-back performance from the Vegas Golden Knights. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance postgame show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network.
We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show, presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance Post Game Show. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Arizona Coyotes 6-1, to the final score. The Post Game Injury Report is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights. This is a team that got healthier today. Max Pacioretty suited up, back into the lineup, scores a goal. So that's good news on the injury front for the Golden Knights. Matias Yanmark did catch a high stick in the game, went off for repairs, came back, played the third period. So that's positive on that front for the Vegas Golden Knights. And then uh, we talked about it in pregame. We'll bring it up here as we're kind of talking about injuries. Mark Stone practiced with the Golden Knights this morning. He took part in morning skate. So reintegration into the group, it's seemingly there and, and, and working in that favor for Mark Stone for the captain. I, I don't know when he's going to be back. It would, it would lead us all to believe that it's close. So what does it look like if Mark Stone's able to be activated? What does it look like if Mark Stone is back on the ice playing meaningful games down the stretch for the Golden Knights? Uh, all it means is good things because... You know, you saw it today with Max Pacioretty. You saw what the Golden Knights were able to do in, in number one, fielding uh, a lineup with 12 forwards. And what rolling four lines. It was really important to Pete DeBoer to kind of come back to that refrain of being able to roll four lines, being able to get to that kind of game if you're the Vegas Golden Knights. The only way that happens is with full health. The only way that that happens is with getting guys into the lineup, reintegrated, and you push some of that depth down the lineup to take advantage of some mismatches. The Golden Knights were able to do that tonight, and if they're able to get Mark Stone back into the lineup, you would imagine with Mark Stone and Jack Eichel and Max Pacioretty and everything that those guys can bring to the table, not to mention what Jonathan Marshall has done all year, uh, this could be a very potent team down the stretch. And I'm telling you right now, if they get into the playoffs, I don't think there's any team in the Western Conference that wants to see the Vegas Golden Knights on the other side of that draw. We're back, we're back to wrap it up next on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show, presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show, the Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Arizona Coyotes. 6-1, to one, the final score. Felt like a no-doubter, uh, though it was a little bit closer than I think the score would indicate, especially early on. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar. The Golden Knights get off to an early 2-0 lead, then Arizona pushes back, and if not for a couple of big-time saves in that first period by Robin Leonard, this is a different game because if the Golden Knights don't get to that first intermission up a goal, I think you start to get some of those questions that, that start to arise when you, when you have a strong start and you let a team come back, you let a team hang around, all of a sudden, every single play, every single thing that happens within a game becomes magnified, and if you make a mistake, it can come back to bite you. So big-time stops from Robin Leonard getting an early goal in the second period really allowed the Golden Knights to settle in, and I thought over the final 40 minutes they were significantly better than the Arizona Coyotes, and that's what you need from a Golden Knights team that is chasing down the playoffs. Speaking of the playoffs, let's just take a look at where the Golden Knights are right now in their quest for the playoffs. They are tied with the Dallas Stars, 84 points apiece, 
between Vegas and Dallas for that second wild card spot. They they are just two points back of the Nashville Predators, though both Nashville and Dallas with two games in hand on the Vegas Golden Knights. The most important development for me is that the Golden Knights right now are just two points back of the Los Angeles Kings, and both teams have nine games remaining. Two points over the course of nine games, that is a doable situation for the Golden Knights, but you've got to take care of your games. You've got to win where you can, and you've got to control your destiny that way. That's going to do it for us here on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show. Extended Post Game Show is next. Presented by Dollar Loan Center, this is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. Thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network Post Game Show. Presented by AAA Insurance. Our local coverage continues next with game highlights, interviews, and your phone call at 702-876-1340. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights defeat the Arizona Coyotes 6-1. The final score, Vegas 40-29. And 484 points, big thing for me. Like, I know we're going to talk about them tying Dallas for the the second wild card spot. Yes, that's important for sure. But, again, you can't lose sight of the fact that Dallas has games in hand. I know that those games in hand do not automatically equal four points. But you have to look at it and say, well, Dallas has been about a 565 team all season long. So you would imagine over the course of those two games, the the Dallas Stars are going to get somewhere in the ballpark of 2.5 points, right? Like that's the easiest way, the best way to look at games in hand and points percentage. That's where I'm at. Now, all that being said, I I think the the important part, the important aspect, and we we, we beat it into the ground against Vancouver – but it, it, it stays the same here tonight for the Vegas Golden Knights. Two points back of the L.A. Kings, both teams, nine games remaining. That's not insurmountable. In fact, it puts a lot of pressure on the L.A. Kings to win hockey games. They have to. L.A. cannot take a breath. They just can't. And for the Golden Knights, you've put that, you've established that situation ahead of the, the final nine games. Now you got to lean into it. Now you got to go for broke. Now you just got to hope that you get on a roll and you carry the momentum from this win into your game on Tuesday against the Vancouver Canucks. 702-876-1340 is the number. 702-876-1340. Let's head out to the phone lines. Bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Well, we get to enjoy a Kings game tomorrow instead of our own game against San Jose. I like that a lot. And it's nice to have that one out of the way and in the W column already. The uh, thing of beauty about tonight was that uh, obviously the Predators lost, Dallas lost, and then you were working, of course, to, uh, on the postgame show, but while you were doing that, Hockey Night in Canada got an eyeful of Darcy Kemper, yeah. who made some of the most spectacular saves I have ever seen. Did you get a chance to glance at that? 
glance at it, no, but I do. I did see that Darcy Kemper made 11 saves in overtime, which is just ridiculous when you factor in it's 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 five minutes and he had to kill a, a four on three pa- uh, penalty kill like Darcy Kemper put in some work tonight. Oh, and he did it against uh, the two best players offensively in the game, or at least two of the five anyway. So it was an amazing, amazing effort. Uh, the point is is that uh, Edmonton does not gain two. They gain one. And then a Kings tomorrow. Uh, next, Talk about next man up. Six guys score goals, and then on the telecast, it's men and women next man up, I suppose, right? Yeah, I mean, Ashley Weiss filling in for, for Darren Millard. Is, is, uh, if, if, you, if you are unaware, if you don't know, Darren uh, was in a, a bike accident yesterday. He is... Uh, going to be fine. He's going to make a full recovery, but uh, filling in for Darren Millard today uh, was Ashley Vice. I didn't get a chance, obviously, to uh, check out the television coverage, but uh, Ashley does a fantastic job every single time she jumps on here on the pregame show, so I imagine it was um, no no missteps at all. I think the, the Golden Knights broadcasting team brought it just like the Golden Knights players did. Yeah, she, she did a superb job in a and doing a job that she had not done this year. So kudos to her. Uh, so what's more likely in the next two or three weeks? Do we see Mark Stone or that Mark pulls a coocher off and doesn't appear until postseason? Which do, which do you think is more likely? Um, you know, that's an interesting question, Mike, and thank you for the call. I, what do I think is most likely? I think Mark Stone plays before the end of the season. Un- unless he suffers a, a setback or unless – kind of ramping up causes an issue. I don't think you're 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 going down this road with Mark Stone if you're hoping that he just is is ready to go for the playoffs. I think that's too long of a period of time. You're looking at about 3 weeks that you would have Mark Stone in and around the team practicing. Um I I don't see that as being likely. I think if Mark Stone's ready to go and it it it, it looks like he's getting closer and closer, Mark Stone's going to be in this lineup before the end of the regular season. If everything progresses as as we would imagine they would, um, and the only reason that I'm bringing that up is we look to Max Pacioretty as kind of the most recent example. Max Pacioretty was on track to return, suffered a setback at a morning skate, and then missed a few more games. So you can't count your chickens before they hatch, like understand that completely. But I think if Mark Stone's being integrated into the team like he is right now, uh, you're only doing that with the intention that he's close and that he's going to play the re- that at some point the, before the end of the regular season. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Tony. Hey, Tony, how you doing? Hey, good evening. Uh, it was Hockey State was, was kind to us tonight by giving us the, the uh, Arizona Coyotes as, mm-hmm. as a game to recover from that last outing. Uh, and it blessed us with uh, a healthy patch ready on the ice. Uh, you can see the boost uh, into two quick goals. But once again, it's concerning that we jump out fast, get get one, then two, and then we go right back into that lull, and we start to get we get outplayed, and it's, it's that that's concerning. Uh, I was great to see Leonard get get a start tonight, but he's. To me, he still does not look very comfortable in that net, and it's still concerning to see him lose an edge. And, and like you, you had said in the, in the post game, the, the 
flopping around on the ice, that's that's another concern. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I'm I not terribly concerned about the flopping around. I, I think that you were talking about a goaltender that's competing, right? Like you're, you're looking at Robin Leonard who is putting his body in front of the puck however he needs to on broken plays or rebounds or whatever the case may be. Um, we applaud certain goaltenders for battling, and then we use it as a knock against Robin Leonard. I don't really understand that. Like when Logan Thompson falls on his back and is competing and trying to battle – we applaud him for it when we we look at it from Robin Leonard's perspective. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not talking about not competing. For, I'm, I'm talking about it's, it's difficulty getting back to his feet is what I'm, what I'm seeing. I I, I applaud him a hundred percent when he's when he's fighting like that. My yeah. concern is it looks like it looks like he's having difficulty getting back to his feet, and is that part of the injury he's trying to recover from? I mean, it, uh, it, I, it, I really it could like, be. What I, what I liked most off tonight, though, was the lineups. Yeah. Uh, the the, the Pacioretty coming out with Stevenson and, and uh, uh, Janmark on that third line. We had, that, I think, for once, we finally had, with all the injuries, we had like three really balanced lines that had snipers and shooters uh, and, and passers that were playing where they needed to be playing uh, instead of trying to, to make up one line with, you know, with stars. And I, I think DeBoer really did a great job uh, with, with his line distributions tonight. Yeah, you know what, Tony, thank you for the call. I, I'm with you there. Um, that's by virtue, I think, of, of obviously getting a player back into the fold and Max Pacioretty. And what that did beyond just the three lines is it allowed you to have four four full lines like when the Golden Knights were going 11-7 and they were kind of spotting in Dylan Coughlin here and there it's a tough ask for Dylan Coughlin to come in and give you some forward minutes and only play uh, defensively on the power play so when you're able to to throw a fourth line out there of Jonas Rombjerg, Jake LeCision and uh, Keegan Colasar and you you have the virtue of a lead you can kind of really distribute the minutes evenly and I thought the Golden Knights did a good job of managing that and, you know, you see what depth can do. And, and this is a team that's still missing seven players that would be in the lineup if healthy. Uh, when you kind of consider that and then you look at tonight's game, you say, wow, they were deep tonight. Just imagine how much deeper they can be when everyone's healthy. Um, I, I will get to kind of a thought on Robin Leonard later on in the show, but uh, let's get to more of your calls. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's hear from Fernando. Hey, Fernando, how you doing? Doing okay. Um, first off, uh, get well, Darren. Yeah, uh, we need you. We need you for the final night. But you can always call it in if you need to. <laughs> um, we had a good game tonight. Um, our team energy was very good, and um, Robin Lerner again, twenty nine um, saves was um, was good. He was on it, and uh, we played smart tonight. We only had one penalty, I believe. Yeah, and uh, we didn't get into no unnecessary power plays, you know, for for Arizona, and. Um, Hopefully we can go seven and three, or eight and two. His last um, ten games, well nine left now. But um, my nights of the night were um, Robin Lerner and um, Brady McNabb with his goal and two assists. But um, we just have to stay the course, mm-hmm. and hopefully everything will be okay. Um, thanks. Good night. All right. Thank you, Fernando, for the call. Yeah, I mean, like. You know, I, I look at tonight's game. I, I think that this was exactly what the Golden Knights needed. You put up six. You get a strong goaltending performance. Uh, it was a no-doubter probably by, 
I mean, I'm not sure when everybody thought this game was over. I, I imagine that the Evgeny Dodonov goal and then kind of how the Golden Knights played in the second period uh, led me to believe that it was more or less a no-doubter. But, uh, you know, for the Golden Knights, top to bottom, I think it was a great response from the game that they had the other night against the Vancouver Canucks. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Sal. Hey, Sal, how you doing? Doing good, feeling better than uh, than three hours ago. Yeah. Um, I like everything fell into place for the for the Golden Knights over the last two, three days. Um, could not believe the Stars dropped that game today to the Devils. Um, but that's just, you know, the same way we dropped the game, we thought we were going to win it against Vancouver a couple nights ago. You yeah. know, thing, things worked our way. Um, but I like I like that we won the game. We won it convincingly. We played pretty disciplined, only one penalty. Um, it's nice to be healthier, to, to get a big star back on the ice. And um, very pivotal game with two days of rest in between. Got to go back to Vancouver and um, undo the the <laughs> the misfortune that we did at home two days ago, and and that would that would be a clear sign of of us uh, you know wor- working our way back into the playoff race. I did yeah. want to say one thing, yeah, go and ahead. this is more from an obser- observation. Um, I was watching the the Colorado Edmonton game side by side with the Vegas game tonight, and mm-hmm. talk about a team that had nothing really to play for in Colorado who. Is going to be the number one seed, no questions asked. Back-to-back games, they come back, and they come back on Edmonton on the road and win a game that they, they didn't even need need to play. They, they played their starters. They, they played uh, Kemper, and they, they mm-hmm. took a game from Edmonton that they needed more than, than Colorado did. So I, I don't want to be in that bottom wild card spot, but I'll take <laughs> any playoff berth that we can get. Yeah. But I would prefer Pacific <laughs> after so... what I saw today from Colorado. They're scary. Yeah, you know what, Sal? That's that's interesting, and and thank you for the call. And and it's an interesting point because I think that Colorado does have something to play for. Like certainly not for seeding, right? We all know that the Colorado Avalanche are going to be the top seed in the Western Conference. We know they're going to get the second wild card team. We know that the Colorado Avalanche are the best team right now through the regular season in the Western Conference, and I don't think it's particularly close. But this is also a team that has not gotten past the second round over the last couple of seasons, and it is a team that has fallen short of expectations over the last two years. So I think what the Colorado Avalanche are trying to use or trying to do over the course of their final 11 games, 12 games tonight, is create artificial playoff situations they're trying to create moments like what the golden knights are actually going through where they are playing for their lives it's not the same for the colorado avalanche but i think they're trying to treat it the same and that's why you saw the performance you saw tonight out of colorado we're back with more of your phone calls next on the extended post game show 702-876-1340 is the number right here on fox sports las vegas Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Hey, extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights defeat the Arizona Coyotes 6-1, to the final score. Vegas improves to 40-29 and 484 points on the season. Tied with Dallas for the second wild card spot. Two points back of Nashville, though Nashville and Dallas have a 
uh, have two games in hand on the Vegas Golden Knights, and Vegas just two points back of the LA Kings, both teams with nine games remaining. 702-876-1340 is the number. If you'd like to join us here on the Extended Post Game Show, getting back to your phone calls, we head out to the phone lines, bring in Brian. Hey, Brian, how you doing? Doing well. My wife and I were at the game tonight. Awesome. Um, one thing about uh, everybody being excited about Stone coming back, mm-hmm. uh, he had to go on long-term IR in order for Eichel to be in the lineup. Yep. And I believe that's the same thing. Uh, Stone, I don't think, could come back during the regular season. But like Kucherov last year, we'll be able to show up once there's no salary cap for the postseason. I know they had to do the same thing by putting Riley Smith on long-term IR in order to free up enough salary cap to bring Martinez back. So uh, to your point, Brian, it is it is an important one. So right now the Golden Knights have $5 million more or less in unused salary cap because of the players that are on LTIR and what is in their lineup um, as far as, as what counts to $81.5 million. So um, you're looking at needing to free up $4.5 million in order to activate Mark Stone. How do you do that? How how do you kind of split the difference there? Well, I mean, you can trade somebody, right? Like that's that's an option on the table. You can make a trade after the trade deadline, but when you make that trade, that player, whoever you trade uh, and whatever team you trade them to cannot play uh, for that club the remainder of the regular season. Now, there are some players on um, IR currently for the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, of course, you're, you're looking at uh, – a few, you know, right now you've got Riley Smith on LTIR, Brett Howden, Nick Haig, uh, Jake Bischoff, Mark Stone. Uh, but, you know, you're without Will Carrier, you're without uh, Nolan Patrick, you're without a couple of other players. So could you, in theory, if they're going to be longer-term injuries, put those players on LTIR and kind of raise the amount of money that, that is unused in, in terms of salary cap? Yes, you can. Could you also send some of the guys that have been playing in the lineup, some of the minor, uh, the AHL guys that you would expect to, to go back to the AHL should Mark Stone get activated? Can you send them down and save some money? Yeah, absolutely. There are ways to do it, uh, but you're, you're going to have to clear about four, eh, $4.5 million in order to get Mark Stone in the lineup. Yeah, that seems like a lot to try to uh, free up in order to get him back. Trust me, I would rather rather him be in the lineup than not, but... Uh... That seems so I, like it's going to be difficult to do. Before. I mean, just looking at it objectively, right? Like you got Will Carrier at one point four million, Nolan Patrick at one point two, so that's two and a half million right there. So you're about halfway there, um, and then you know at that point you're you're just kind of looking at it and saying, well, if if you send Ron Bjerg and Lecision and uh, and those players down, then that gets you about another two and a half million or two million dollars. So b- between those four situations you could get to a point where you are in theory able to get uh able to get mark stone into the lineup and then um from there you know you you get your captain back that's kind of the most important thing right oh yeah there's no doubt i would prefer him in the lineup yeah much better than being out of the lineup i just don't want a situation like last year where we're playing with you know 10 or 11 forwards instead of the full 12 yeah, and then the other thing too that you you want to keep in mind is is Laurent Brossois is also um, not he's he's injured at the moment, right? He's on he's so you can also go in, in that direction too, and that's to two point uh, three ish million dollars. So there are ways to get 
to that number. Obviously, the Golden Knights are, are, are looking at it, at it from that perspective. And if you, again, if you can open up the cap space and you can get Mark Stone into the lineup, that's going to be most important for the Vegas Golden Knights as they navigate this stretch to make the playoffs. That's great. Thank you, Ryan. Yeah, of course. Thank you, Brian. Uh, good call there. Um, you know, I, I think it's going to be one that's that's kind of thought about and, and focused on over the next couple of days because as as we look at Mark Stone and and the potential of bringing back the captain for the Vegas Golden Knights, what that means, what it does, it opens up so much, right? Like his play in the neutral zone, how he's able to make reads, how he's able to feed transition for the Vegas Golden Knights, it's second to none, and he fits this system to an absolute T. So you get Mark Stone back into the lineup, it opens up a lot of different things, and you heard from Pete DeBoer after the game tonight where he's talking about mismatches that you can create on the third line, down the lineup, because you've got so much skill. It's just something we haven't seen at any point this year with with everybody healthy or at least your big guns healthy at the same time. So it's a great question, Brian. There, There's a lot of, of kind of circulation of what the Golden Knights are going to do, how they're going to um, – navigate the salary cap if Mark Stone is healthy and ready to go. Um, And to be completely honest with you, uh, there have been so many players hurt and injured and out of the lineup that uh, you forget, right? You're going through the list, you're going through the lineups, and you're saying, okay, well, you're looking at Nolan Patrick, you're looking at X, Y, and Z, and then you like me in this case, you forget completely that Lorraine Brossois is is, is unavailable for the Golden Knights and is hurt. So a lot of different directions, a lot of different avenues, but trust me, the Golden Knights, if Mark Stone is healthy, will get him into the lineup. We're back to wrap it up next on the Extended Postgame Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, wrapping it up here. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Arizona Coyotes 6-1. to The final score, Vegas 40-29-484 and points. Just two back of the Los Angeles Kings, Robin Leonard. Uh, big time game for him. And you know I, the timeliness of, of the saves for Robin Leonard for me, uh, were most important. The Arizona Coyotes threw 13 shots on goal in that first period. It was the most busy period Robin Leonard had in the game, and it was important because for a Golden Knights team that got off to an early start and then allowed a goal, you didn't want to have a situation where you get to intermission, you get to the second period, tied. You just did it. If, if you were the Golden Knights and you see what you were able to do, the lead you were able to build, you had to go to that intermission with the lead. You had to. And what you got out of Robin Leonard were multiple situations where he made saves. That's it. That's his job. Did it always look pretty? No, it didn't. I, sometimes it did. Most of the time it did. Like I thought today he, he was tracking the puck pretty well. I thought his reads were really good. He was in the spots that he needed to be. I thought the puck stuck to him quite a bit tonight. Rebound control wasn't so much an issue as maybe it was against the Vancouver Canucks. But he made saves, and he made saves at key moments, those timely situations. For me, when you're looking at a goalie that, that gets 29 out of 30, it's a 967 uh, situation for Robin Leonard. He does, he does everything you ask him to do, everything you need him to do. Um, you're going to need him. 
Robin Leonard's going to have to be fantastic for the Golden Knights over the final nine games of the season. And that is why you go back to your starter. That is why you go back to your number one guy. And that is why you try to build the confidence of the team over the course of these next nine games. That's going to do it for us here on the Extended Post Game Show. Thanks to Jed Donaldson down here, making sure everything sounds great. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio for keeping us on the air. And thanks to you, our listeners and our callers. It is your post-game show. It's not as much fun without your interaction. We'll be back with you Tuesday at 7 o'clock as the Golden Knights take on the Vancouver Canucks. 6 o'clock, we'll be on the air for the pre-game show. Have a great night, everybody. Until then, we will see you on Tuesday right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.